And that's a bit of the latest single from my guest, Saskatchewan's Shantea. The song is called Grope to Brand New. It is currently in the top 40. It was there, and then it left, and now it is back, all due to some touring that Shantea has done. We'll get into all that and more of the story behind the song and all the great things that are going on in her career, including being a semifinalist in the CCMA's Sirius XM Top of the Country competition. My pleasure to welcome for the very first time to the show, Shantaya, how are you? Hi, I'm great. How are you? Ah, doing just wonderful. So great to have you here on the show. Yeah, no kidding. It's uh, been a long time coming. It has been. I got to meet you, uh, I guess it was the CCMAs in London last year. I think that was the first time. I think that was our first face-to-face. You're correct. (laughs) Amazing. So you've got a lot going on. First of all, from Spearwood, Saskatchewan, you made the big move to Nashville. Um, How long ago did you move there? Um, it was October 2020, so right smack dab in the <laughs> pandemic, um, but yeah. I wouldn't change it for the world. A challenging time, of course, but uh, well, what was the transition like, um, aside from the pandemic portion of it, to go from Saskatchewan to Nashville, Tennessee? You know, there's always... Um, adjustments and culture shocks and all the things, but I'm, I'm lucky. I did move to Toronto um, for uh, about a year prior to coming to Nashville. And I think that really kind of gave me the tools um, to, you know, drive in heavy, crazy traffic and all the things. So um, it definitely just kind of gave me a bit of a, uh, an idea on what it is like to move so far away from home and kind of be on your own. So um, I'm really glad that I did the Toronto move before coming to Nashville, and um, uh, I, I've adjusted. I love it here. It's it's so amazing, and I mean, the weather's great, so can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> and there's such a great community down there, of course, not only of American country music artists, but there are so many Canadians who either travel down there throughout the year or who live down there. So I know that you've got a great Canadian connection uh, right there in Nashville. Yeah, there's such a huge uh, Canadian uh, country music scene down here. I, I joke that we're, you know, taking over and uh, <laughs> dominating the the American country music scene For sure. um, because I think we're just like being down here. We're we're leveling up to that that competition and we're rising to that occasion and mm-hmm. um, kind of just you know we're around all this inspiration constantly honing our crafts so um i love my canadian country music uh community down down here they're like family to me and it's so funny when you first move down here it's like they all just take you in as you know somebody they can help and and they they bring you in under their wing so i've been so so grateful right on is there anything intimidating at all about living in nashville not the people but um, you know all the other singers and trying to uh, make a name for yourself. Um, I think there's there's obviously always times where there you could choose to let it intimidate you, but I always try to to take it from a perspective of of inspire and uh, you know light a fire uh, 
under your butt. (laughs) (laughs) I try not to, I try not to ever, you know, feel intimidated or, or like I'm competing because, and that's, I find what's so great about this, this town is that um, for probably 90% of the time, everybody's trying to help each other out. And it's a, you scratch my back, I scratch yours and in, in the best way. So um, I try to stay away from that, that mindset of being intimidated rather than how can I help you and, and how can you help me and how can we do this together? I love that. Great approach. And it makes perfect sense. Now you've been working at this quite a while and we'll, we'll get into the past and your start in music Shantae, but it all culminated uh, in, in one sense in 2019 with that emerging artist of the year award at the Saskatchewan country music association awards. What was that moment like to, uh, to get that award? Cause it's, you know, it's an award for an artist who, who shows a lot of promise. Yeah. Um, so crazy enough, I was living in Toronto at the time and I was opening up for Cold Creek County the same night, a show that had been booked already for a while. And, uh, you know, financially flying home for the SCMAs wasn't in the cards for me at the time. And I, ch- I chose, chose not to go back. And um, I watched it live uh, on Facebook and was, was driving. My boyfriend was there for the, for the Cold Creek County show and we were driving and uh, I had to pull over. Aaron Goodwin announced my name as the recipient and I started bawling. It was the coolest uh, experience. And I so wish that I would have been there, although I probably wouldn't have been able to like get myself together to speak. So <laughs> I'm lucky uh, my cousin, Brody Siebert, who's also a musician, um, accepted right. my award on my behalf. Yeah. So um, he did a fabulous job and uh, I have it sitting right here. I, I look at this thing every day. I'm so grateful. Amazing. Yeah. It's such a milestone and uh, it's such an, it's an encouragement from the SCMA uh, that you are an emerging artist and good things to come as they have. But let's go back in time. Then when this all started for you, Shantae, the journey of music, how far back do you remember that you fell in love with music? Oh my gosh. Um, I can't remember a time where music wasn't a part of my life. And um, that's just because my, my parents, um, you know, saw me singing and, and uh, performing like at a young age of, of, of three years old. And they put me in singing lessons. Um, wow. Their, their earliest memory of me is um, my, my brother. I have two older brothers and the middle brother. He was um, in singing lessons himself and went up for his recital. Um, and I followed him up. My parents couldn't grab me. I followed up, went up on stage <laughs> and they couldn't get me off stage. I was singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star over and over and over again. So um, they they kind of recognized that that was something that, you know, um, was a part of me and put me in lessons at a young age. And so I really can't recall a time where music wasn't a part of my life or I wasn't studying music or taking lessons or learning a new instrument. And, um, and I'm so grateful for it because I, I can't imagine my life without it. Um, I do recall uh, getting my first um, big grant. It was a 10K20 project uh, through Rockwell Radio, and they 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 gifted me $10,000 to record an album at 13 years old. And I remember wow. going into the studio. Yeah, it was the coolest thing. It was the first time I ever, like, I, I mean, received something that large. Uh, I had won competitions yeah. kind of here and there and traveled all over Saskatchewan and Alberta, uh, entering competitions and playing everywhere for many years but this was the first time that somebody was like believed in the songs that I was writing it was a whole it was an eight song album of songs that I had written entirely by myself so um I went into the studio and recorded with a producer out of Prince Albert Rich McFarlane and that was the first time that I was like I want to do this as a career 
So um, mm. I think just being in the studio and bringing songs to life that I had poured my heart and soul into um, was the first look at like, this could be a career option. Yeah, that's amazing. Now, when you look back on that album that you recorded at age 13 and written songs for it, what do you what do you think of it now? What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> that's a loaded question. Um, you know, I try not to listen back to it, but um, it, it, it's just like it definitely is the starting um, the the pillars the, the sure. blocks of of starting something and and uh, and I, I had so much confidence at 13 years old and and you know as you get older and you become more aware of what people think of you and, and the struggles sure. of of what the industry can sometimes kind of put you through. Um, I just think back at the confidence that 13 year old girl had. And I'm just like, if I have like an ounce of that confidence going forward, <laughs> I'm going to be okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Like you say, it's a starting point. And uh, I know doing that was a great experience, obviously. And it led you to knowing more about being in a studio. And so it's all these stepping stones along the way, but so cool. Cause I don't know too many artists who have an album when they were 13, usually a bit later, a few years later. So that's great. Right. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> um, we'll get into your songwriting and just your whole songwriting approach, etc., in just a moment, but let's talk about how to good weekend. And we're going to play it here on the show. Uh, tell me about the song. It was your release previous to the new single broke to brand new. Yeah, Had a Good Weekend um, was kind of the start of a new project for me and uh, kind of seeing that project and what it might sound like. And um, I wrote this song with Ryan Sorstad, a fellow Saskatchewan native, and he's been living in Nashville for um, eight to 10 years already now. And at the time, we wrote this song before I moved to Nashville. He came came down for, for harvest. He always helps his family out, um, with his, with their farm. And, um, it was a raining pouring one day where they couldn't get any work done. So he drove into Saskatoon where I was living at the time. And, um, I had this, this verse already written and the course melody planned out and just no, no words, the course yet. And even not even a title. I, I had no clue. I knew it was going to be this fun party song, but I had no clue what it was going to be called, which is pretty like different for me usually go in with a title and um so i i just knew that ryan was the guy to write this with and and you know it was rain pouring rain it was just awful outside and we were like we need to pick me up you know what do we write and i was like well you know i've got this idea and i've got this started what do you think of it and he was all in and uh we finished that song within probably an hour and with lots of like chatting in between too, because we're just really good friends. So um, it was, it just kind of poured out of us. And by the end of it, we were recording the, the work tape and I was just like, this is going to be a radio release for sure. I like, I don't know when I'm going to get to it, when I'm going to get to record it, but um, I love this song. So when I moved to Nashville, like fast forward about a year and a half later, I went into the studio and we recorded that song with um, my producer, Grady Saxman, which was the first song I recorded with Grady. So um, it just all kind of came together full circle and, and I got to release it. So it was, uh, you know, just seeing it come to life was amazing. Oh, the clock hits five and we're leaving. Couple bottles of wine.
drunk dolls need pics and address. Leave it up to Kyle to get arrested. Yeah, he did. Got the room spinning, karaoke singing. Let's go, girls, tonight. A song you're living in the moment, rocking and a rolling. Come on, y'all, sing along. We don't need a reason. We're just kicking out the weekend. Getting our chill on till the night is long. Gonna do it all over again. Sipping on Grey Goose whiskey, feel good, tipsy. And had a good weekend, had a great reception at radio and just among on social media, etc. People got to know you more through that song. What was some of the feedback, Shantea, on the song? Um, everybody loved it. It kind of became this summer jam, and um, which was exactly what I wanted. I wanted people to just like, uh, especially with it being released in the pandemic, I wanted people to just sort of forget about that for three minutes and 20 seconds or not even that, you know, <laughs> and just remember what it was like to have a good time with our friends and reminisce a little bit on, on that and, and look forward to doing that again. So I think that's also what it became for people is, is uh, a look back and uh, eventually, you know, what we would get back to. Now you mentioned how early you got into music and on a stage at such a young age. What about the songwriting aspect of the music business? When did you first start writing songs? I was about nine years old. My uh, my great grandpa was uh, was ill, and um, I I just was learning guitar. I started learning guitar at six, and then probably yeah by by about nine years old, I was starting to get the itch to to play guitar, play melodies, start finding my own melodies and putting pen to paper. Um, and I, I wrote a song, I believe it was called When You're Gone. And um, it was about my, my great grandpa being sick and uh, kind of feeling like uh, the world was, was in a better place, you know, if, if he was going to be gone. So um, I just started kind of finding it very therapeutic to put down my thoughts. Mm-hmm. For sure. That's such a, a motivation to write songs, right? To be able to get your feelings out there and feel better about it or accept right. whatever after you've written the song. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it's um, I think it's where a lot of songwriters start. It, it's just um, a way for us to 
uh, make sense of our emotions and we're lucky yeah. to have that ability. And, and then it turns into, um, you know, a bit of a business down the road, but I think that's always like, we can always rely on, on, uh, on putting our emotions out into the world first and foremost. For sure. I think that's one of the reasons why people love country music, because you can turn to it for songs that understand what you're going through. Um, you know, a sad time, you're missing somebody, somebody's gone. And of course, if you're having a good time, you can play Had a Good Weekend. So it's got exactly. something, for, something for every emotion you're going through. Exactly. I think it's I think it's just a very unique genre that way. We can we can feel however we want to feel for, yeah, three minutes. Exactly. Did anything make you a better writer specifically over the years, Shantae, from the start till now, other than just doing it a lot? Did you learn something from somebody or reading anything? Um, yeah, I, I guess this is maybe uh, an, a different way um, to approach it. But uh, somebody at one point kind of broke my spirit as a songwriter and, and, and uh, somebody on my team that um, years ago, just kind of was like, oh, the, the, the pitch songs are better and, and, and your songs aren't measuring up. We're going to go with the songs that are being pitched to us. And um, I would try to really fight for my songs and my voice and the things, the, the, the words that I wanted to say. And mm -hmm. I, 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 there was a point where I stopped fighting for it. And I, I feel like I even sort of just really like stopped being confident in my songwriting. So I think, um, I finally found that fire again and realized that I had a lot of people who were, you know, somebody like Ryan Sorstad who wrote had a good weekend with me and broke to brand new, who was like, no, Shantaya, you're an incredible songwriter. Don't ever let anybody make you feel otherwise or think otherwise, just keep working at it. So, um, you know, I'm lucky to have people like that in my corner that believed in me um, and were able to kind of build my confidence back up. And mm -hmm. I think moving to Nashville has really just, um, fast tracked my a my confidence and be like just honing the craft um, altogether. So uh, I think moving here definitely has um, has developed my songwriting in ways I could have never imagined. Is there anybody that you would like to write with Shantae that you haven't written with yet? Somebody around Nashville, uh, whether it's Canadian or an American, but somebody you would like to get in a room and write something with. Yeah, um, two Canadians I'd love to write with. Uh, Gordy Sampson, um, he's incredible. I actually got to do a, a writer's round with him at Cavendish Beach Music Festival in 2019 and um, oh, sat right next to him while he's singing uh, <laughs> Holy by Florida Georgia Line and Knockin' Boots, Luke Bryan, you know, wow. and it was just hit after hit after hit. And he was such a kind human being. And uh, so he's definitely somebody I, I've been trying to find a way into a room with. <laughs> and uh and then um, also started to just really love Sam Ellis and his work with Ingrid Andrus and um, mm -hmm. uh, Walker Hayes and all, all these uh, phenomenal artists. And he's also Canadian. So um, I would love to write with both of them. Obviously, there's there's so many Liz Rose and, and uh, uh, Laurie McKenna, you know, all, well, all sure. the great Randy Carlisle. You know, I would love to find my way into a room with all the greats one day. <laughs> and I'm sure you've got the connections to one day make that happen. I sure hope so. You hope <laughs> that when you're in this town for a little bit, that somebody knows somebody, you know? That's right. 
Exactly. And that's how it works. Somebody knows somebody who knows somebody and somehow there's a link there, which is great. Um, congratulations on being selected as a semifinalist in the CCMA's Sirius XM Top of the Country competition. Uh, that is amazing. I know that's a great competition that has had great people in it and great winners in it over the last several years. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is so cool um, to like, I, you know, we apply every year and we, we hope for the best, but um, you learn to just get used to hearing the word no in this industry. And then that's not a bad thing. Um, I think it builds character, but um, we, we, every single one of us, uh, Mallory Johnson's a really good friend of mine. You know, it's just like, you don't expect it. And when you get the call, uh, it's so crazy. You're just, everybody's so happy for each other. And um, I'm just like so pumped for everyone. It's such a cool concept. And we got to fly out to Toronto and record um, in, you know, incredible studios and work with great, great producers and players and the whole Sirius XM team and the CCMA team. Mm -hmm. So um, what a great experience so far it's been. So I'm very, very grateful. Yeah, it's so cool how it it really mentors you along the way and gives you these opportunities that help you as an, as an artist. And I know anytime I've talked to other artists in previous years that it's not – they don't see the other artists as competition, just like country music in general. They, yeah. You know, you guys become friends and you're all in this together, which is a great thing. Totally. And I, I think that, um, you know, programs like this, just the way that they do it is – helpful in, in building relationships rather than pitting us against each other. I think that's what's so cool about how they, the, how they lay it out. It, it seems very inclusive and, um, and it's just, you know, it, it's the Canadian country music industry is already so small. So everybody knows everybody in some way. And, um, right. you know, to see like good friends in, in the competition as well is just like so exciting because you just want everybody to win. I know there's only one winner, but you just want everybody to win. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, you've also been selected as one of, and I'll see if I get this uh, name right. RBC X music first up, or is it times? Yeah, no, it is X music. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah. So that program, um, they've really vamped it this year to kind of make it more like uh, the top of the country series, except wide, you know, all genre. So um, there's about, I think, 18 or 19 artists in this program mm -hmm. from February to November, where um, they, they're just supporting and shining a bright light on artists and partnering with, with, uh, with Cavendish Beach Music Festival, which is how I got on the Washburn Union tour that I just came back from. So um, right. they're just they're just so incredible at creating opportunities, and they're they're continuously going to be doing that throughout the year. We're flying out to Toronto, doing um, work you know workshops and and um, songwriting camps and all the things with uh, our fellow artists that are in the program. And it's not. Um, it's not a somebody wins at the end of it. It's just a, a way to bring artists together and, and create opportunities for emerging artists. So it's such a great program. I'm so blessed to be a part of it. Amazing. You mentioned the uh, Washboard Union Tour. I saw them when they were, I think it was the first show of their tour in Brampton, Ontario, of this latest tour. And of course, Jeff Brown is in the band for a local Yeah, band. I love Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> we all love Jeff. He's amazing playing, playing lead guitar uh, or Back guitar. I don't know what kind of guitar he's playing. He's playing electric guitar. Lead guitar, you got it. Lead guitar. Yeah, lead guitar, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, he sounds amazing. And so it's good to see him. But what was that tour like for you, doing some shows with them? So amazing. It was my first ever tour. I've, you know, played a lot of one-stop shop shows and, and festivals, um, you know, in the summertime and stuff. But uh, that was my first time experiencing a tour. So it was so cool. Um, like, 
barely slept at all, but it was so much fun. The adrenaline. I literally got back from, um, from Fredericton on Sunday, uh, at like two o'clock in the afternoon, fell asleep at three 45 and didn't wake up until like eight. So, uh, and then had a great night's sleep that night as well. So it's just <laughs> so funny how, um, I, I didn't know what to expect. I knew I was going to have so much fun. Um, but my adrenaline was just pumping the whole time, like kind of keeping me awake. And then when I got back, I was like sleep mode. So, um, <laughs> but it was so much fun. The washboard guys are just amazing. And then obviously Raquel Cole also, um, been on, out on tour with them for 27 shows. So she yeah. just like an old pro at this point, And she just took me in under <laughs> her wing. Um, and, uh, so excited to get to like hang out with her a bit more now in Nashville. And, and, uh, it was so great getting to know her over the last few days. That is great. Yeah, Raquel was uh, opening up the show uh, in Brampton. And I, I love the show so much because not only their original songs and their great harmonies, of course, but they covered stuff like Queen and Alabama and Journey. Garth Brooks. Oh, and Garth Brooks, exactly. They just did so much. <laughs> Diamond Reel. I mean, it was endless. Yeah, Uncle Cracker. They sang yes. one of my favorite songs, Drift Away. I love yes. that song. I grew up singing that song. So, um, yeah, their, their set was um, amazing. And actually, this last show in Fredericton, uh, I really just, just because it was the last show, I was able to just like sit side stage their, their entire set and just watch them. And it was mesmerizing. It was like, they, they were just on fire and the crowd was, was just so mesmerized as well. And so into it. And, um, it was just so much fun. They, they they put on a great show, such a high energy set. And, um, if you, if, you know, just anybody listening, if you haven't seen the Washboard Union play, you have to, they were so mm-hmm. amazing. Absolutely. Um, now, your current single, Broke to Brand New, uh, it's been out, about, been out a few months, and it reached top 33, I believe, yeah. and then it dropped out of the top 40, as songs do. But then when you went on tour, the song you were telling me popped back into the top 40, around 36. Yeah, yeah, which is really cool. I mean, um, going out east, I, I knew we had a lot of uh, stations, a couple in Halifax and PEI, and uh and new brunswick that were playing me but uh, i didn't know um how much they would play me around the tour if that was going to help out at all you know you just never know um and it did and it it popped me up like you know six spots or something like that again (laughs) which is which is so cool to see and um very very grateful uh for country radio just just taking this song in and and loving it as much as i do now, from what I read, this song came very quickly to you, Shantea. Um, the chorus poured out of you one night after leaving a gig in Nashville, and then you sat in your dark living room, wrote it in a matter of, hard to believe, two minutes. Um, and then you sent it to some of your friends, Ryan Sorsett, who you've talked about, Brittany Knott, and Guy Taylor Nash. And, uh, and they, I guess they worked on it a bit, too, and boom, you had the song. Voila, there's a song. I know. It's so crazy. I know. So, so crazy. It was quick, but then it was also slow because I wrote the chorus so quick. And then I I just had this like itch to to finish writing the song. But I knew um, I knew that I wanted Ryan and Britt and Nash to be a part of it. And uh, when I sent it to them, they were stoked on it. They were like, oh, my God, this is fresh. This is cool. Don't give it to anybody else. Don't let don't let anybody else write on it. We want to be a part of it. And I was like, That's why I sent it to you guys. We're, you know, we're working on this together. But then we waited a few days to to kind of get everybody together. Obviously, everybody's writing every day and do and other things are planned shows. And and uh, sometimes it's hard to coordinate, you know, four people to get together. Um 
And so we kind of changed some schedules around and, and I was like, guys, we need to write this song because I can't get it out of my head and I don't want to like ruin ruin it or like start like finish writing it without you guys. So um, we, <laughs> we kind of changed everybody's schedules, got together and finished writing it. And um, it, it also just really poured out of all of us. And uh, I remember uh, just going down with Britt. She's an incredible producer and instrumentalist and guitar player and we just did a very strict demo and she's usually behind her computer making like tracks, but we just said for this song, we wanted to be like a raw, um, you know, just the emotion of the song kind of rings through on its own. And sure, we, sure. we did this strict demo and Brit pressed a couple buttons to really kind of like clear it up. And then everybody came down and, and we listened to it and all started crying and it was just a really special moment. So I always knew the song had uh, a special effect to it, if that makes sense. If we couldn't fix it, then why am I crying? I can't deny it or I would be lying. All the good and the bad, everything that we had left me in the dark and it's all coming back. I'm just so sick of being sad. How do I go from feeling broke to brand new? Will I always feel treated like love's open faded? Got trust issues. Got me feeling degraded like I'm always naked. Where did I go wrong? I think we were laughing long, but I guess I just don't have a clue. How I go from feeling broke to brand new. They say when 
tell me about the song. We've all heard it. What does this song mean to you, Shantae? It, it really is just trying to, you know, ask yourself the hard questions and, and uh, sometimes sort of like just self-reflect a little bit on how somebody um, can affect you and how you can move forward from it. Sometimes it's not easy or it's not fast, um, but it, it, it comes eventually. And I think that this song is just like the healing process of, of, of that. Amazing. And of course, as you said, when you write songs yourself, it's therapy for you and you feel better about stuff. But then, of course, all the people listening to this song who can relate to it. And at one point or other, we all can, whether we're in that place at the very, this very moment. But you must have heard from people who said that song really uh, helped them out. Yeah. Um, one particular uh, kind of incident, I, or not incident, but just time that uh, that happened. I just released a song and a couple of days later, uh, an old like school friend um, from my hometown reached out and she was going through a breakup. She was like, this song has been my, my anthem, my breakup anthem for the last few days. Like, thank you. And it was just like the coolest thing because somebody you haven't talked to in a while or seen in, in you know, a few years uh, reaches out and says that this song is helping them through something. And, um, and then obviously a lot of people that I, you know, complete strangers. Um, I remember playing the song, the listening room, uh, for the first time. And there was a lady sitting in the front row who sort of crying. And, um, at first I was like, Oh man, like I, I, uh, didn't expect this song to like make, make people cry. And she came up to me after, after the show and she was like, I'm going through a divorce. So this really hit home for me. And I was just like, wow, I, I, you know, you write songs for you and then you realize how it affects other people differently and through different things because nobody ever goes through the same thing, but we can always relate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And do you love those uh, listening room situations? That That is the listening room and there's a lot of places that are listening rooms. Do you like that? Uh, just you and the guitar and performing the songs that way? I love that. That's probably my favorite way to deliver a song. I, I mean, playing right. full band is always fun, but um, there's something really magical about being in a, a setting where people are just listening to you and a guitar or you and a piano, whatever mm-hmm. it may be. And uh, the lyric, like the lyric is what matters. It's not all the little things that, you know, the, the, the guitar, the the banjo, the this and that, like those are exactly. cool aspects, but the lyric is, is um, the coolest part. So I think that's my favorite setting to be in. And your music video uh, was released in April 4, Broke to Brand New. Uh, it's a great video. Tell us about that. Tell us how, yeah. how it came to be. <laughs> um, it's such a fun video. I uh, I had a very small budget on this one. and I really wanted to put some sort of visual out for this song. And um, mm. uh, my director, Ryan Nolan, who's uh, Canadian, done a lot of Rec Laws and Jade Eagleson videos, Terry Clark, all the things he's phenomenal. And he's just kind of believed in me from day one. And, uh, I, I reached out to him. I was like, Ryan, I have this idea. It might be crazy, but, um, I want to smash a bunch of stuff. And then at the end, have it come back to being brand new again. Like, I don't want this video to be, you know, me crying. Um, and you know, thinking about a boy who broke my heart. I just wanted it to be a little bit different from, 
it being like a breakup song. So mm-hmm. um, he was like, heck yeah, I'm on board. And we didn't realize how hard it was going to be because really we couldn't make any mistakes because we were breaking everything and you can't <laughs> put it back together again when you've actually <laughs> broken it. So it was a very difficult video to shoot. Um, I think he anticipated that, but he didn't want to break my spirit. I, I just, he just wanted me to break things. So um, very therapeutic, um, yes. much like writing songs. I just smashed totally. stuff and I left the shoot just like, feeling like I was floating on a cloud. I was like, wow, I should do that more often. <laughs> exactly. Not at your own place, but somebody's place. Somebody else's place in their garage. Yeah. A friend of mine that just bought a house here in Nashville and he was like, use my garage. It's completely empty. And I was like, wonderful. Sounds great. We went to, um, you know, Goodwill and uh, I've got, I live in an apartment complex where sometimes people leave like mugs and lamps and things like that, like where they're just, they just want to give it away. And I was just collecting things over the days putting them in my car and um and there we had a music video so it was so much fun to shoot and um i'm so glad it came together the way that it did amazing all right um i know you've got some new music planned for this year as a follow-up to broke to brand new what can we expect this year shantaya from you musically yeah lots of music in the works i uh I have another single coming out here shortly, so I haven't announced a, an official date yet, but okay. um, it will be coming very soon. My, you know, a bit of a summer single. So uh, really excited for that one. And I'm, I'm working on a concept album. So um, I guess the, the one thing I could say about that, because I don't want to give it away, but you've seen kind of both sides with Had a Good Weekend and with Broke to Brand New. So um Ah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm so excited to just be working on new music, going back into the studio in a couple weeks, um, shooting a couple music videos while I'm back here in Nashville and playing a ton of shows this summer. I'm, I'm super excited to be back in Canada and uh, and just playing all the shows and, and seeing people again. Amazing. That sounds wonderful. And and of course, you are a semifinalist in the CCMA Series XM Top of the Country competition as well. So lots going on for you. I wish you all the best uh, for the rest of this year and the summer ahead and all the great stuff. Shantaya, thanks so much for being here on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, hopefully we'll see you at CCMAs in Calgary. That sounds good. I look forward to it. Once again, my guest has been Saskatchewan's Shantaya. I'm Dave Woods, keeping it country.